Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Let's Kill Twitter, the show that aims to detox your timeline with the art of conversation. Let's Kill Twitter is recorded live on Zoom with two regular hosts, Julian Hall, that's me, and comedian Sajila Kershey. And each week we have two guests. Joining us this week are comedians Lucy Porter and Sean McLaughlin. We started with a tweet from money expert Martin Lewis and I tried to make the argument that from what he'd said, no one could actually make jokes anymore. So a fairly bold statement to start with. And if that wasn't contentious enough, this was the week where Harry and Meghan had been interviewed by Oprah Winfrey. There were an awful lot of tweets around that, as you could imagine. Although we were particularly fixated with one about the table in the garden where Harry and Meghan were being interviewed. Among other subjects cropping up was homeschooling and another controversial cartoon in Charlie Hebdo. I hope you enjoy the episode. Please follow us on Twitter at LKTZoom for more updates and information. Oh, hello world. Hello streamers. Hello. Hello. Well, it's Sunday. It's Let's Kill Twitter. Uh, I'm Julian Hall. This is the show that aims to detox your timeline with the art of conversation. No mean feat this week, let's face it. Uh, but we're still here to unpack uh, all that is difficult about Twitter, which is most of it, and to find the diamonds in the rough and hopefully make you smile. Luckily, I'm not going to be doing this alone. We've got fabulous comedian guests, Lucy Porter and Sean McLaughlin coming up. And I'm just about to introduce my co-host, but let me quickly say, uh, if you're watching us on stream, hello, please do follow us at LKT Zoom, which you can see on our uh, Twitter feed, but also on my little byline there. Um, if there are any issues with the stream, please let us know. Tweet at us is probably the easiest thing to do. Uh, so, Sajila, fresh from uh, fresh from Seattle. Tell I us am more. fresh from being very, very much awake in Seattle. I've just come from a gig. Only, only post like COVID, the whole pandemic, can we do this? It's like there are people from America, from France, all joining together at a gig I just did at um, in Seattle. So, hello, everybody I met there. Um, yeah, and just you know, doubling up, doubling up, as they say, which we can so, do now with this so new versatile. world. Yeah, but my God, what a busy, busy week we've had. So much to unpick. Um, yes, it has been it, it's, it's been difficult to keep up, isn't it, Gillian? Yeah, I mean, you know, there are a lot of tweets sort of sitting and waiting for our attention and, and you know, the likelihood of us getting through them all is reasonably minimal, but we will we will do our best. Um, big news of the week, the big, new, big week for news. Yeah, well, and certainly an understatement, really. Um, and it was pretty trying. I mean, I spent quite a lot of last night uh, on, I just happened to be on Twitter, obviously, when all the vigil uh, stuff was going off. And, uh, you know, I mean, it gives you gives you a certainly a rounded view. And, and we'll get into that. So shall I bring on, um, which, should we take it in turn? Shall I bring on Sean? Go, go, go. Okay, so Sean, I'm going to bring on Sean because he's, he's bio. Sean McLaughlin, everyone, whose bio I've memorised almost as well as Lucy's. So, Sean, if you're there, please un unveil yourself. Uh, very pleased to uh, introduce Sean McLaughlin, who I've had the pleasure of working with. Uh, Sean once described as the best comedian you've never heard of by Time Out, but that's a really old quote now, so even more people have heard of Sean. They yeah. might Absolutely. <clears throat> they might have seen you on Afterlife. Uh, they might have seen you on Kevin Hart's LOL Network or the stuff you did for Vice. They might have seen you supporting Ricky Gervais or Bill Burr at that amazing Royal Albert Hall concert or downloaded your album Support Act. 
um, the many, many places they could have seen you, including places they could have heard you, which was your podcast, uh, Sean and Elliot Read the Bible, with fellow comedian El Elliot J. Fallows. Is that still going, Sean, or have you actually finished the Bible now? We have finished it now. It is over. Uh, I'm very glad we did the podcast. We read the book, tried to turn it into a comedy show. Uh, hit and miss, if I'm honest. <laughs> but when it hit, it really hit. Uh, but we finished it. We did the Book of Re Revelations as a three-part finale a few months ago. And uh, it's a great podcast, and I'm happy to never, ever see that book again <laughs> in my life. I'd be happy to never read a passage from it. Uh, it got way out of hand. It was so much more work than we ever anticipated. Um, How so, many yeah. episodes did you do to cover it in the end? I mean, it must have been in the, in the I think it was around 40. I think it was around 40 because there were some there were some books that we split into two or three episodes and then some books that were so tiny that we did about five in a single episode. Oh. But I tell you, the Bible, it's like anything in life. The Bible, when it's good, it's the best. And when it's not good, my God, my God. So, yeah. Amazing stuff. And are you still doing um, Heal Your Wounds podcast? No, no, I'm not really. I'm not doing any. Oh, sure. This is a, this a, is lockdown. A rare, <laughs> this is a rare lockdown streaming appearance for me. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not doing any podcasts at the moment. Uh, I feel like I perfected the medium, so there's no point. I've got oh, too much to live up to. No, very good. <laughs> now, before I get Sajila to introduce, go ask Sajila to introduce Lucy. Um, in terms of Twitter, Sean, I noticed that you are quite a nuanced and restrained user of Twitter, I feel. Um, like you don't, you, you don't sort of dive in uh, too, uh, you know, oh, you don't over tweet, which is the new overheat for Twitter, basically. What's no. your biggest sort of engagement with it? Well, look, here's my big thing at the moment is it really, it, for me, it goes in and out and it goes up and down. But I would say I am the archetypal, I will do a tweet and then about 25 seconds later, I'll delete it because I go, I just, I just don't have the, I don't know if I've got the stomach to, to see if anyone reacts to it. Um, <laughs> I really, um, I, the thing is, I really like Twitter. I really like it because I tend to mainly just follow really funny, dumb accounts. So the kind of aggression and the sadness that's there tends to pass me by. Um, there are times where I really do tweet a lot. Um, and because of what, ultimately, it is good for a career, I think, at times. I do, I do think you can, you can gain a lot of traction on it, unfortunately. Yeah, no, it definitely has, it has legs, definitely. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, you're definitely going to be tucking into a few tonight. There's no, there's mm. no doubt of that. I'm not sure if they're career-making, but let's see. Sajila, so, would you like to introduce our second yes. guest from Behind uh, the Curtain? Yes, welcome, Percy Sean, by the way. Good to see you again, man. It's been yeah, a it's good time. to see you. Yeah, and I, and I think you should take on from Bible to other, maybe the Quran or maybe, I don't know, other, other things that could be more controversial, who knows? But I'm just thinking ahead, you know, part two. Part yeah, two. yeah. I yeah. don't know. I mean, that's what could go wrong. Oh, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What could possibly go wrong? So, listen, I'm going to bring on our second guest. I'm really excited. In fact, the last time uh, we met was at her children's school, as she'd asked me to do a gig for her. Um, oh, my God. Lucy Porter. Lucy Porter, how, what have you not done 
you've been she's a very familiar face on tv hello lucy looking like kate bush today by the way uh, <laughs> i modeled myself on kate bush when i was younger as well oh, me too yeah Still i know do. i loved her um yeah oh my god you've, you've been on the apollo god numerous times would i lie to you qi bbc radio 4 staples such as news quiz and now she, oh my god it's, it's endless you've written sitcoms i'm you just are, very old i mean that's how you you're, that's well, how you're you not you're that. not you're not that old but actually you would have had it even when i started comedy you'd already achieved many many wonderful things one of the loveliest people on the circuit uh, and in real life please it's lucy porter everybody yeah. who's out there listening uh, and, and in fact i just did the gig at seattle and i told him i've got a very famous in 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 the uk the very famous comedians and they're like oh my god really <laughs> yeah so nothing to live up to if they are tuning in right now but there, that's fine so welcome welcome happy mother's day by the way to a fellow mum um, thank you very much and, and, yeah happy and, and of back course, at you Yes, and it's been International Women's Day. And happy Day Mother's Day to the men as well. Well, yeah. it's 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 <laughs> sisters and misters who applaud those kick-ass sisters, of course, all of us, um, you know, who are celebrating that. But it's been a busy week, uh, as I say, for news to unpick. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I'm just really, I'm just like kind of, just, just kind of in that moment where I'm just thinking, oh, my God, you know, I, I miss you guys. I miss comedians. I miss seeing mm. people at the gigs, chatting mm. on on you know journeys home what have yeah. you been doing during lockdown yourself lucy because i've just been looking at your twitter feed it's been it's, it's also <laughs> quite kind of um, a sort of selective tweeter i don't well do you know what i actually don't um tweet much myself but i pay someone to tweet for me which is <laughs> whoa, whoa, check me out and um, i really like twitter now um because i used to find it so unbelievably stressful just because, it, as Sean was saying, you know, it's it's a sort of career tool as a comedian. You are meant to sort of be promoting your wares. And I am so bad at that. And I have a really kind of old fashioned sort of, oh, I can't I can't possibly talk about what I'm doing because it looks. Oh. Um, and, you know, now when you do any sort of gig, they say, oh, can you tweet about it? And I would. I would be sweating and like, oh, I can't, I've got to send a tweet about something I'm doing and it sounds like I'm showing off or whatever. And um, so I now pay someone else to do all that for me. And what I do is I just occasionally get drunk and go on Twitter <laughs> and tweet. And, and... I love that you're paying someone to show off for you. You paid yeah. a professional show offer. Yeah. Because <laughs> you all need a professional show off. Because I agree, it's, it's very difficult. It does make you cringe. I think women are actually worse at that of self-promoting than than men. Uh, dare I say, it, Sean? Would you would you kind of agree with that? I don't know. I mean, maybe I think you're, not you, because you're quite sort of you want yourself. You're quite shy as well. Um, I think. Um, well, I I, def I definitely think that there's that sort of killer instinct amongst some comedians, and Twitter is their sort of tool. They, they view it as their own personal billboard that's been created for them. And there's probably more men than women who, who view it like that. I'd say. Um, Nicely put. Yeah, well put. <laughs> and so basically the secret of Twitter, Lucy, is get somebody else to sort of, you know, be the middle person <laughs> between you and Twitter. But if you're getting I... drunk and tweeting, does that mean you have to ring that person up and say, say this? <laughs> yeah. And what it means is that I can, um, if I do tweet anything that really kicks off, I can just blame them. So that, <laughs> that's, you know, that's how, yeah, I, I view it like that. But no, they're really lovely as well. And they do, because they do my DMs as well, because um, I don't know about you, Sajila, but I have had 
some quite disturbing dms again i don't know i think it may be the women get a little bit more of this than men do but i yeah there have been times where i've had some sort of quite unpleasant things uh you how can they say <laughs> Um, oh, because oh I you mean my... the dick pics? The dick pics? Oh, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's what it was. I'm... <laughs> I'm quite... I, I don't you know really how to... have been an aubergine. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <That's> what it <laughs> was. Well, um, wow. I don't know what to say about this because I've never really had a dick pic. I just get sort of death threats and Islamic phobic and slightly racist stuff. Mm. So, I mean, they could be doing all those things and sending dick pics. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, is he the circumcised one? So he's he's definitely being ironic here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how how you would sort of judge them. But um, yeah, dick pics. It's it's. I don't know. It's about time. I think as we mentioned some of the tweets this week as well about how that should be regulated. But we'll get into the tweets in a minute. Mm. Um, but are you safe? Are you are you okay? Because that's the other thing we've got to sort of talk about security on 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 Twitter, uh, which is why you obviously employed someone and not, not because you're a lady and, and some big munch and like, do all <laughs> my DMs for me. <laughs> oh, somebody else for Instagram. That is a big house. <laughs> <laughs> I would really like um, that, you know, I, I wish they would do Instagram and just post pictures of themselves and just confuse everybody. I think that would be much more fun just to have, well, you, some people do like just let other people take over you know, like there's always some borough council or whatever where it's like, oh, and today it's going to be Helen from the hairdressers is taking over our Twitter. And I like those. I always like that when it's a sort of little Twitter takeover thing. So I could just open it up to anyone who sends me a dick pic just gets to uh, to take over my Twitter for the, for the hour. To, to be fair, Helen That's from the hairdressers is, is actually now running the council as well. But they, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jackie Weaver. Jackie She's Weaver, the... yeah. See, why couldn't we have had that week? We've got the most sort of depressing <laughs> and yeah. difficult week for news. I would have loved it if it had been, oh, you know, paid for a council. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was good. And it was the week of the um, cat judge as well. The what, what? I'm not oh, a the cat, cat judge. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not even amazing. sure we were actually live that week. As well. uh, this was the pre, uh, pre sort of in our little in-betweeny guest thing, which we're now doing mm. Twitter sorbets for, but I'll get to that at the end. Now, Sajila, this isn't a total stitch up, but I have sort of vaguely agreed uh, with the guests that we would go straight to. Uh, I mean, I can shut up after this. We're going to go straight to Martin um, Lewis's tweet about um, uh, about basically about jokes is what I, I call it. The end of jokes is essentially what I, what I call <laughs> You're being tweet. sort of quite sort of calamitous about this. Am, am I? Oh, uh, well, I felt pretty calamitous yeah, when I, I read it. Yeah, I think you are catastrophizing a little uh, well, bit. Well, um... pl uh, please, you, I, I want mm. you to pile in on the criticism and, and your sort of, <laughs> well, I go a little bit, uh, I do go a little bit free speechy here, I'm, you know, afraid. But um, so Martin Lewis, uh, the famous money advice guy, uh, is tweeting, uh, he sent out a tweet before uh, the Meghan and Harry uh, interview, which basically said anything on telly. I mean, he, he explains it himself here. He basically says, earlier, I jokingly wrote anything on telly, feigning ignorance of the year's most high profile TV. Many found it funny. A few misread as aimed that it was aimed to diminish the impact of the interview's themes, including racism. This is very far from my intent. Uh, even one person unwittingly upset is too many. So I've deleted. So he was later challenged on that by someone who said, well, Martin, you didn't, don't know why you felt that you needed to do that. And he said, well, I didn't feel that I needed to. I just wanted to because the person who I was upset was really, was really nice. 
But I think if you follow, if you put that in the mind of a, a comedian on stage, or you put that in the mind of somebody who is in the audience, I just feel like it's the end of jokes. If that's, if that's your level of tolerance level or your kind of uh, focus group level or whatever you want to call it, then, then where, can you, where, where can you possibly go? Well, I mean, I have had a similar situation to this, really, where I did a piece of material, which I have no intention of repeating, <laughs> because uh, because I was sort of challenged on it, and somebody said it had really upset them, and so I was like, oh, actually, yeah, do you know what? I, I sort of get it. It was obviously, I mean, I am the world's least... Contra I mean, I, I mean, edgy is something I dream of being, but I think I may have left it a little bit too late. You know, I'm not, I'm not a boundary pusher. Um, and anyway, Great so yeah, so the next show, though, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's the boundary wall of my suburban uh, garden. Uh, anyway, yeah. So I did. Um, so I just said, oh yeah, sorry, right? And um, and then it, the thing is the people defending me or sort of attempting to say you didn't do anything wrong then became so aggressive <laughs> and it's, you know sometimes you are the people who are trying to sort of stand up for mm. you are much more terrified because also then it whips it up and I mean the thing about Twitter is it is uh, you know uh, context can be lost nuance is almost impossible and I, I mean I don't think that I have a single tweet that I would feel it was a loss to the world were that tweet to be deleted that it is a piece of such genius that if it disappeared um you know the the, the future of human communication would be you don't know how much it's going to be worth on N nft Slash Bitcoin or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, d I only deal in fungible uh, currency. I'm very fungible. I'm all all about funging and fungible fungibility. Um, but yeah, so I just feel like uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's when we start to self censor that is clearly um, a step in the wrong direction. But I I do feel that there's such a sort of hysteria on Twitter around all of this stuff that you can end up um, being, you know, and I think Martin Lewis probably was, you know, you'll get caught in crossfire, you will end up, you know, there's so many shit stirrers and flame fanners and people who just love a pile on that I kind of, I sort of understand. I don't think it's moral cowardice. I think it's just, you know, it's sometimes it's just self-preservation and quite sensible. And what about you, Sean? I mean, um, would you would you delete a tweet because it had upset anyone oh Matt, i i would i would a hundred percent i mean i think in a way this is like the ultimate sweet i i i look at this as one of the most relatable things i've ever seen he's obviously <laughs> done a tweet that is perfectly harmless he's had one comment back that was probably even the comment back probably wasn't even that accusatory it was probably just a, a nothing but because it's because it's just like a little bit of it's like it's like they've made mental illness into like a physical algorithm. <laughs> He's gone. Oh, I've, I've, I've got this. I've got this wrong. He's deleted it. Which, I, but oh no! And oh. me, this is the problem. You can see he's gone into a tailspin totally because he's then written a second tweet. It, it, oh, 
I mean, it's, it's almost a, the opening chapter of a novel. This is so long. Like, yeah, I made a mistake. This is why I deleted it. <laughs> like, just delete is fine. Like, yeah. I, so I don't know. If, I think it's more like, I think basically Twitter is a lot of the time it's more hassle than it's worth. And I think Martin Lewis got got set into a frenzy by that. So yeah. um, I'm not, I'm trying not to read too much into it. Though I would be curious to know what the reaction, what the tweet. What what was the reaction that made him delete this? Because <laughs> I would react like that to very mild criticism. I mean, I'm because I'm I really hate being told off, and I think this is something yeah. that Twitter is really exposed: is that nobody can handle being told off, and people either react with huge anger. I mean, the whole sort of not all men thing is is just absolutely mm. that people feel like they're being told off for something that they didn't do, and they're just reacting like a, a five-year-old like my kids yeah. do when you know i accuse the wrong one of having eaten my mini eggs and uh, that you know th- this is you know yeah. we're all terrified of being told off or angry about being told off or something and isn't, he's isn't obviously, that interesting That's like sean interesting. says it's so relatable like because i am absolutely i mean i said it wasn't moral cowardice but i am a coward so maybe Martin Lewis is as well. Who knows? I don't. I don't even know if it's cowardice. I think he's just like. I, his problem is he's cared too much here. Yeah. That's why yeah. well, he should. If that was me, yeah. I'd just be like, I delete it, and I'd have a walk, and you go, well, look, there's 400 million people sending tweets every second. They forget about yours in, <laughs> in a minute, you know. And if, just, no, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I think having as many followers as he does. Again, I mean, it's quite nice having some followers, but not like, you know, I think if you're getting into the hundreds of thousands, you've got too many followers and you probably should tweet something really controversial and unpleasant to just kind of cull a few thousand at least. <laughs> you're to get more, you're to get more people you don't want. I know, maybe this is what, you know, but like Julia Hartley Brewer and people, it's this sort of, this curse that they're trying to get rid of followers. Well, actually, can I just, before I let, sorry to Julia sort of contribute, she, Julia Hartley Brewer seems to be the only kind of the big beast of the sort of free speech brigade that kind of weighed in on this, actually. I didn't see that many other people doing that, which I was quite surprised at. So I thought, I'll do it. But it does, I do take your point. I think it's very interesting what you said, Lucy, about um, the people that then defend you, the people that you wouldn't necessarily want at a dinner party. Um, and Sean, you're banging out the maxims this evening like anything. So, and I, you know, I think there's some really good things that you're saying there. But there is, it just, it just definitely gnaws away a little bit of a, a worry and I remember I mean it is getting on quite a while ago but I remember on my sort of daily diet of Jeremy Vine yes we have to name ta- name check that show all the time because I watch it all the time <laughs> but Matt Richardson I think was on it and he was talking about a university gig that he did and a, a routine he had about how he uh, uh, was going out with a girl but he wasn't in love with her and he said the reaction that he got from the audience that he was going out with someone and he wasn't in love with them. He said they were so offended. It was like, how low, you know, how low is the bar? Anyway, I'll shut up now. Sajila, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, I know. I was going to say that I, it's interesting to say that nobody wants to be told off because, uh, yeah, I don't like being told off. And if anything, it makes me rebel. And if, so I'd be just like, <laughs> like a ch- as you say, Lucy, you turn into a child, like, you can't tell me what to do. But if I had one person being upset, I think I would just ignore the tweet. I wouldn't respond to it. Is that quite cruel? And just think, well, no one else is minded about this, so I'm just going to keep it there. 
and I so don't engage with everybody. And I and I'm actually, you know, given I'm doing this show, host hosting this show, I'm actually very sort of frugal with my tweets now. I used to really get into it, really get involved with all the, you know, wow, wow, and I just think, I, you know, I'm not going to change their minds. There's no point mm. in even having a discussion about this. I don't, I don't care what you think. Actually, you know, you've just waded into a tweet, and you know, if it's just you, I'm gonna. But if it was a few people. I'd, I'd remove the tweet just because I didn't want to upset, you know, but the odd person here and there, you know, they're just, I'm, they're awesome. Just, I've just... upset, you know, I've upset every number of people live and I don't mind that so much. I mean, but it is also because you cannot tell um, when you're going to just hit a nerve with someone. So I do sort of agree, Julian, that it's, it, you know, you have to kind of be guided by your own lights. But I mean, because I am... Um, I had some material about cats, right? Because again, edgy. Um, and uh, but actually, that I have had more complaints because people really care about cats, possibly more than they do about racism. Uh, sadly, I would say, and uh, that went a bit nuts. That I'd sort of, you know, I'd slagged off cats, and that was so. You know, you just never know. There's a big you? cat and dog thing going on there, though. I would imagine. So, mm. just suffice. Yeah, it was a Battersea Dogs Home. I think the gig. I mean, it was a bit. It was the <laughs> wrong. I once had. I once had people walk out of. You know, and I've never had this. This is. This is not my world, really. But people walked out of a gig of mine. I, I think they thought I was being uh, racist, and I sort of said, "What do you mean? What are you, what are you talking?" And then they said, "They, they said, uh, oh, yeah, we think you're anti-Irish." I was sure like, yes, yeah, oh, so, so, I now don't know what I'm, I mean. What on earth could I be doing here? Like, I honestly don't know what I can do here. That Sean McLaughlin is Joseph Patrick McLaughlin. Friggin. Also, I know you've done my immigrant diary show, so there's definitely. You know, I think there's the American and Irish, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know that there's that it's just an odd one to pick up on, on for you. But so that's I'm the thing, you never know what people if, yeah. if people you never know, I guess. Everyone's complicated and yet also crushingly simple and <laughs> everyone has a has a switch and you never know when it's gonna be flicked. Well suffice so Julian, I, I mean, I would... Oh. Sorry, sorry. We're, we're going to. We're, I told you there was going to be loads of pick. There's loads of oh, exciting. Yeah. So I was just wondering if we can go from here to perhaps um, just like scrolling down, looking at the Charlie Hebdo. Yeah, thing, I think it does. Really, really weird. It's head again. Just suffice from... to say that uh, with Martin Lewis, I mean, obviously, I got over it. I just made a few sort of really ill-informed financial decisions, and I was fine after that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, let's go. That'll upset him more than anything. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. just sitting where it hurts my own pocket. <laughs> um, right now, yeah, the Charlie Hebdo stuff. Um, yeah, we were talking about this. So this, I think, uh, the initial tweet isn't it from Nadine White, who's sort of like race yeah. correspondent, I think, for the yeah. the Independent, um, formerly HuffPost. So, uh, Julie, do you want to read this one out? Or... Yeah. So, French magazine Charlie Hebdo mocks George Floyd's murder and Meghan's racism concerns, and the cover reads, "Why Meghan left Buckingham Palace." Because I couldn't breathe, which is obviously a reference to um, uh, George Floyd's uh, murder in the whole Black Lives uh, Matter movement, and it's it's kind of sparked off um, something which is which is I don't know if it's ever been resolved. Like with the first, because obviously the the debate when no 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 you know no publication should suffer like uh, you know at the hands of of extremists and be killed for what they do, but 
nobody ever discussed whether they actually liked Charlie Hebdo. Whether you like it or not, my feeling is that they have a right to put out what they want to do because I support freedom of speech. However, I think on this occasion they're saying that it's it's like, you well, can we just move it? has moved away and it's like, well, this, this is really racist, this is really offensive. And I think other people have waded in and saying, well, actually, it's really clever satire. Other people have said it's really not clever. Um, it's a queen sitting on you know on her on uh, Meghan Markle's throat um if if you can if you well, hopefully you can see that anyway yeah. so i was just wondering if you had come across this both of you and where do you think has this argument around charlie hebdo because nobody could actually say now remember the time when this happened i refused to use the hashtag on social media it was so quickly it happened and i was like hang on a minute i'm not saying this is right that you know they should be killed but I'm just not thinking, I'm not just sure that the hashtag is the way to beat this, beat the extremists and support freedom of speech. So I, was, I didn't have enough information at this point to kind of make that decision. I think I verbally verbalized it on a safe space, our safe space on Facebook. And I had like a massive hate campaign against me like that. I was a terrorist sympathizer, you know, obviously because I'm Muslim background, therefore I must be supporting this. And I'm like, no, I just, I'm a bit confused by this. I don't know how, and that was the first, I think, for into the whole Twitter world of, you have to make a decision right there and then, which side you're on. There's no middle ground, which is the reason why Julian kind of, you know, came up with this, the show, the idea for this show, to sort of discuss that middle ground. Mm -hmm. So I just wondered what your th thoughts were from a comedian's point of view, but also from, um, with all that's been happening in the past year in terms of, you know, race relations, in terms of uh, Meghan Markle's accusations of, of institutional racism happening within the royal family, where where do you sit with Charlie Hebdo's kind of, not just this piece of work that they've got out today, but, you know, I don't know if you are familiar with the other cartoons there, which are really quite offensive sometimes. However, like I said, I'm still gonna support their right to do that if they want to, as a personal level. How, where do you stand, Lucy? Well, I um, I don't know. I hadn't seen this actually, and I wasn't aware of it until you showed it. And I mean, again, I mean, this is going to sound like a massive cop out, but I think this is one of the occasions where I can legitimately say that I don't have really strong opinions on a publication in a language I don't read um I didn't you know I did do GCSE French but it was a long time ago and uh, uh yes Francois went to La Rochelle I remember that and, and all of those you know no so I don't I mean yeah I don't know and I mean looking at that cartoon it's kind of you know I don't know what the kind of target of that is it seems like it's a conflation of two news stories in a kind of i don't and you know it nothing about it appeals to me and i don't i'm not really the target audience to be honest i mean i like viz yes yes um, i think i think i agree with you there viz, is, <laughs> viz i would i would i would just sweet viz you know just sweet viz just sweet the drunken babies particularly but just um... me private i've even even yes i would yeah, uh, yeah. you know just sweet bino yeah, um, just we take a break. I'm absolutely just we grazia. So yeah, I think I'm I'm allowed not to have an opinion. Is yeah, Sean, that's, have that's you fine. Got an Are you? <laughs> I've got such strong opinions about all of it. No, I um, I don't know. I mean, I bet I'm the type of guy when it comes to something like this. 
someone could tell me it's brilliant, I'll be like, yeah, it is, it is brilliant, actually. And then someone could tell me it's terrible, I go, yeah, it's terrible. I, I, <laughs> I think it's, I, I don't think it's a very good drawing. I mean, that's my, I really think <laughs> if you're going to put it on the front cover of a national magazine, I just don't think it's that. That's that's kind of like sixth form level, just artistry. Um, it's got hairy legs. Uh, which a bit just... like the Viz character. Is it Buster Gonad? Yeah, yeah it looks, like that. Like, yeah. And she does look like Buster Gonad to become the cheeks. It's, yeah, you're right. It is a terrible cartoon. It I is. just don't think, and it's not even like, it's not even well coloured. I mean, I, I mean, I don't think that's. <laughs> I don't think that's what the debate is about. Like, like this is an unacceptable image. Like the ink job is really bad. And, uh, <laughs> Although um, it is that yeah. sort of quite a good. I mean, you it, you always see that, don't you? When there's uh, offence taken at comedy, the people who think they're incredibly clever for going well. The, uh, the problem I have is not that I'm offended, it's just that it wasn't funny. And you're like, yeah, well yeah, yeah. done, mate. That's a really valuable... Thank you for chipping in uh, with, you know... It, it doesn't really matter, does it, what we kind of... What we think of it's it. It's tricky when it's a comedy critic saying that, but yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my problem is that I don't see where it's... Where, where the... Yeah, as you say, the target, who the target is. And I think that's... That, I don't... Like, if it's punching... Up, it, I don't think this publication ever punches up. It always seems to be punched down for me. So that's why I wouldn't. It's not a magazine of choice. I wouldn't be buying it. But it's just I just thought it was an interesting throw in. But seeing as we had just discussed, like the know, and self censorship, where the level uh, of the, yeah, uh, yeah it, it's it, it's a bit like I mean actually, uh, so you, it, yeah. uh, it seems like we're coming at it almost from a kind of piece really of uh, a, a piece of sort of modern art. And actually, that does seem to be where a lot of the tweets are sort of lying because the people defending it are saying well actually you know there's a you've you've interpreted this in your sort of you know uh i don't know what's it sort of marxist sort of narrative but actually there's a there's another narrative going on and all the rest of it i mean look you know um apart from the fact that the idea of a uh, a charlie hebdo coloring book has suddenly flashed across my mind bizarrely because of what sean said uh, other than that it, i mean their their illustrations are quite um sort of grotesque and and harrowing and um you know they are designed to provoke they covered the the asylum seeker the young boy on the beach was, you know a, a cartoon that they did i mean it's uh, it's meant to be unpalatable and they they you know they certainly achieve that i know there's a piece that, that yeah there was a piece written about them in 2016 um uh, about you know trying to discuss where you know their anti-racist sort of uh position within French society and, and actually the, the guy that wrote the piece also went to their new offices after the attack and it is literally like they're in an underground lair now after what happened you know they're oh, wow. in a kind of James Bond type hideaway mm. but um I mean I think it's fine given that the, I mean the offense is the point isn't it that's the thing that's the point is isn't that the point I mean if this was the front if this was the front cover of you know, horse and hound, <laughs> I would feel so differently. <laughs> but it is, you know, it is what it is. Um, That's really interesting, though, because if go you... down a bad way, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it, you know, if, with offence being the point, I mean, again, I suppose it sort of depends on the medium. But when you th when I think about comics whose sort of um, line was offence was the point, so someone like. For example, Sean Rouse, who I know isn't sort of with us anymore, but he was very much geared towards 
he was sort of a bit like Doug Stanhope without the get out clause, really. Mm. And I, I just don't think, I just don't think audiences, maybe they would still in the States, I don't know, but I just don't know that we would buy that. There's no market, I'm not sure there's a market out there for that. I mean, clearly there's, there's a market for Charlie Hebdo in France. I'm not, you know. Yeah. I think this, you know, I mean, it always goes a little bit in phases as well. I mean, I think that comedy has its kind of movements and fashions. Um, and I sort of, like the 90s and early 2000s when I started, there was a lot of, you know, I, I remember seeing Ricky Gervais and Jimmy Carr and Robin Ince, I think, did a show. And there was stuff in that, particularly Ricky Gervais, you know, who just did stuff to provoke. And it was, you know, that was... I, yeah, and I'm not sure that you would that he would do. Well, maybe he would. I don't know. Sure. Oh, I think he would. <laughs> than I do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But it's not so. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's sort of. I think amongst. I don't know. Yeah, it just feels like there's not so, that isn't a fashionable kind of comedy to be doing at the moment anymore. But... No, and I and I I I think we've probably got the reading in the room, which is like, we all. It's not a magazine that any of us would. Necessarily well, I find it hard work getting through Private Eye, to be honest with you. But uh, you know, so I, I don't know why. There's just something about <laughs> old typeface that I just totally don't recommend. Like. <laughs> Fizz, yeah, of course. Yeah. So, listen, because we're going to do yes. themes, right? So, what about if we're talking about obviously like, t slightly touch on Megan there? Perhaps mm. we should go. I'm sure people have got. Yeah, I've seen loads of tweets here that I don't know who selected them, but we should there's, know. A, there's a fun. There's a good. There's a fun one. Uh, Oh, hang on. I think I might have gone past it, actually. Hang on. About the coffee. It feels like ages ago, though, doesn't it? The main oh, thing. I mean, that's just so incredible. Much incredible. But, uh, yeah. it's only, was it Monday? Was it Monday? Yes, because yeah. I did a gig. Of, uh, yeah, I, did, I, was, I was doing a gig at the same time, and I still haven't seen it. So I've only seen clips and read all the Twitter feed. I mean, I so didn't. Have you yeah, seen, I didn't, seen it? And, um, no, because no. I didn't. Well, you know, I mean, I'm not really particularly you know the, the royal family isn't my bag i remember when i was a kid i had an auntie who used to always buy me books about the royal family um and i think it's turned me off from she gave me a book about princess anne i was like who wants to read a book about princess yeah, anne that's like not the best world to get you involved oh, in the royal family <laughs> everyone's favorite royal apparently now that's the like, hardest really? working royal that's like buying it buying you like the, the the pop-up book of Ringo Starr to try and get you into the Beatles. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, uh, it was a sort of good inoculation against any interest in the royal family at all. But I did what I quite liked was the the memes. I loved the memes of the um, memes. The, so, memes. Actually, the memes. Yeah. Is a, this is your tweet then. This is actually Sean's, but actually let's let's do a little roundup. Sure. Um, yeah. I just thought this was so. This is this is right up my alley, Twitter wise. I mean, uh, this fairy cakes is one of my favourite feeds anyway. Can we read it out just in case people who are live stream watching they're not they can't read it? Um, so do you want to read it? Out? So stress about the height of this coffee table. Too low to eat <laughs> of. Just tall enough to accidentally kick your drink over whilst crossing your legs. Useless for playing hide and seek. Just a terrible table. This is from Laura. So and do you want to tell us why you took this uh, tweet, John? Uh, I just, I just love that. I mean, it's a perfect observational joke hidden amongst this, you know, huge mega and, and in many ways quite harrowing story. Uh, I love it. I just think yeah. it's so, and I totally am with her. I mean, I just... it is a terrible table. It is. It's, <laughs> it's like they've cut the legs off yes. the proper table. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's what I mean. That's what I think Twitter is at its best for is 
taking these sort of stories and just turning them into really, really funny and just the sillier the better for me. Yeah. Um, I can believe that Oprah probably yeah. went really deaverish on this and said, that table's too high. That table's too high. <laughs> you, you, know, you can't see me. You can't see. Get, uh, cut, cut it down. Cut it. And there's someone sawing off little by little by little by little until it gets like right down. We can't take any more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was someone else's. I can't remember whose garden it was, but it was someone else's garden. And they're probably thinking, well, you can have my garden, but I'm taking the legs off this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's such a it's such a rich person's table, isn't it? It's mm. like going, look, if I, like if I buy a table, <laughs> I need it to be. A, a table. I'm sorry, I don't have that much money to spend on a table in my life. If I'm buying one, whereas this is somebody who's got so much money that they're like, I'm going to buy something that could even be not a table. I mean, not not even it? an occasional table. Yeah. <laughs> not even like what it's like. This is almost like a twister board. Yeah. Yeah. It could. It does look like it could be a turntable. A little lazy Susan. <laughs> yeah, lazy Susan. Maybe it did turn into a Ouija board with uh, Diana. Are you there? What do you think? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but I, I, I think the occasional table you just mentioned, Julian, you are you, that is when you've made it when you've got an occasional table. Mm -hmm. I mean, what the hell is an occasional table? <laughs> There's so many things, that, or even things that um, I don't know what that like you put them in the hallway. A table that doesn't do anything. It's just like a really thin thing. What are they mm. called? Well, a telephone table they used to be called. Yeah. Didn't they? Oh no, no, no! I tell you what, they called console tables. Console? They said console. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't know I've never understood things. what that's about. But yeah, no, telephone tables used to be a thing when we had landlines. And uh, but I've got one table that does it all, and it is. It's. <laughs> I eat on it. I work on it. It's covered in <laughs> crayons, and it is beautiful. And it cost. It was. Um, 60 quid off eBay from a man in Watford, and that was including six chairs. Oh my God, that's a bargain. It's not a Black & Decker work, mate, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it does It does have crafting done on it, so we haven't actually done any, uh, you know, heavy-duty stuff on it yet, but yeah. It's... Have we got more furnishings here, Julian? Yeah, yeah, I mean, here? it's fair to say, if you've got a house where your furniture's only working part-time, then you must be quite well off, really. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this was actually yours, wasn't it? Um, your this, choice. I chose this one. I thought this was... Tell so... us, Lucy. So this was Nick Sampson tweeted this, and it, there were a few versions of this doing the round. So it's a, a triptych of uh, three photos from the interview. <laughs> so it's Prince Harry saying, "Every morning, Prince Philip walks through Buckingham Palace naked," <laughs> which is, and all the servants have to cover his dick with sausages and bananas, and like in Austin Powers, <laughs> and then Oprah's that, that face. That, that face. Oprah, this yeah. is brilliant. And um, yeah, so there were loads of those and I just really enjoyed them again because it just sort of punctured. I mean, obviously there were serious issues being discussed as Martin Lewis is very aware. Um, mm. But, you know, I, yeah, I'm absolutely with Sean on my favourite Twitter is sort of, um, is cheeky Twitter, I suppose. Yeah, I picked yeah. up one as well. Um, sorry, Sean, do you want to go? Are you going to say something there? No, I was just saying it's yeah. brilliant. I love that. That's just it's so I really wish I'd thought of that. I think had the only yeah. thing that had happened last week been sort of uh, this interview, then obviously I think we'd probably be, you know, we might be going through the ins and outs, but we seem to have come to a point where, um, you know, we can actually, yeah, mm. pick out the, the funnier ones. And this is one that I, I love this one. Um, I've forgotten <laughs> where Guy's from uh, actually now. But he's picked out the fake show businesses. And it's, 
So Meghan Markle reveals she gifted Prince Charles a Suits DVD box set, but when she and Harry visited three months later, it was still in its cellophane wrapping. <laughs> <laughs> so, totally believable as well, yeah. as, as Guy said. Um, I, I mean, do we all watch it? Have we established that we've all, we've all seen no, it? No, I've not seen a minute I've not of seen it. it. Wow. I've not seen it. I've watched the high, I've, sort of the highlights. I read, I read it. I read it mainly. I mainly read about it. Oh my god! Yeah, I just this okay. is all this is all reaping. Uh, can Julian, we, can you... you might have to lead us. Here. <laughs> we will have to. Be, yeah. Oh, captain, my captainess. Um, <laughs> so you're the only one that's seen it, that Julian. What say, so it would so say. We, we, we've just we've just been following Twitter things. Uh, and Bobby Mayer, who picked Bobby Mayer's tweet? I love this. Oh, one. I thought that was so funny. Yeah. Uh, I love this one. Um, I think I might have seen it before, but it doesn't really matter. Does it? Yeah, I think hang it's on. under uh, underneath the red, yellow Charlie Hebdo thing. I yeah, think it's, yeah, about three years down from that. Yeah, I think actually the presence of the the crown. There, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Go on, Sean. Tell us. So just as Megan's ultimate revenge will be playing herself in the crown. <laughs> I mean, it's perfect. I do think the crown is in general a premium Twitter prop. Like, I see yeah, a lot yeah. of people talking about, especially stuff like this. Mm. Like, I saw that one of those things where it's the fake uh, subtitles or the interview was just Prince Harry going, King Ralph actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then there was another one saying, who is, because aren't they staying in Tyler Perry's house or they were staying oh, in? Oh, that's who it, oh, they were. The American were. filmmaker kind of comedian yeah. guy. And then someone wrote, well, who's going to play Tyler Perry in the crowd? I mean, it's mm. absolutely... That's the thing. It's the, a story like this is fundamentally ridiculous. For all its sad, you know, sadness, it's so ridiculous. Really, I mean, it's so mad that it's sort of this is what Twitter's made for. I think. Um, yeah. Because I think like, Twitter. I think it's awful is that. Yeah. Go on. I was going to say. Like, no, I was going to say think... that you're saying it's sad. You're saying it's sad. I don't know that it was sad. That's what I'm saying. I haven't watched it. I don't know Lucy, but we know it's sad. But we don't know why it's sad. Other than probably the obvious things, which is why we've all been looking at the meme memes. Mm. Well, go on, Sean, because I, yeah, I'll chip in in a minute. No, I was just going to say, like, I think when, when there are stories that are genuinely, you know, a lot of stories this week and just a lot of stories in life, especially at the moment, that are just genuinely awful. It's like Twitter can't, it's like it can't cope with it. <laughs> it can't, it can't deal with it. Whereas this is sort of, was almost like an optimum story. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, there was an it was it's clearly big and meaty, but also it is a prince and a film star talking to Oprah about yeah. <laughs> the royal family. I mean, it's just it's just madness, isn't it? Well, because I... normally when I like whenever I've worked on any topical comedy show ever in any medium, it's always when you know when difficult stories happen or when there's something that actually is sort of quite serious. Mm the thing you always do is go, well, we need to look at the coverage. You know, you, can, you can't make fun of the story, but you can make fun of the way that it's covered. Mm. And this whole thing has been such a sort of gift for that because it's all yeah. been so mad. And it's like this insane kind of gossip story that's being played out on telly and in the papers and it's it's just brilliant i mean it's 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 great it's awful but it's brilliant because there is something every single day that's hilarious about it and the royal the royal family are basically all comedy characters i mean in my in in the hearts and minds of people i think a lot because yeah you could love the queen you could whatever you feel about you know the royal family it's still the queen is a 
There's a funny entity. <laughs> the Queen of England is involved in this. But one of the one of the questions was, is the Queen like a nice person? <laughs> On the news, like yeah. that's not a news story. The, the, a prince go, yeah, the Queen was is really nice. Was that one of the was, was that in the interview or? Yeah, I think I mean, they I think made that was... very clear. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the transcript right. was, I read is like they, they kept yeah. saying the Queen is lovely. We still talk to the Queen. <laughs> That's right. And they're uh, guessing yeah, who yeah, was racist and, you know, like bets yeah. were being taken on who the racist member of the royal family was. Mm. Can um, they just keep clarifying as well that it wasn't the Queen, it wasn't Prince Philip? Can I just yeah. clarify it wasn't the Queen, it wasn't the Prince Philip because they're off bounds. We can't <laughs> yeah. say that they are. We're mm. like, Prince Philip, I said a few dodgy things. And I just want to clarify what I said earlier on because I'm a bit deaf, so I, I get my brain works a bit slower. I probably just sounded like, oh, well, we don't know there's any sadness in the... What sadness are we talking about? Of course we know. Of course we know. What I'm saying is we haven't watched the interview, so we mm. can't comment on... We know what they discussed and we know mm. what's happened. It's all awful, awful, awful. And um, and actually, Lucy, I think I've learned something new today. It was like you can't pick on the story; you pick on the pick on the coverage of it, which is what obviously Twitter then allows us to do that. So I just wanted to, my brain does work a little bit slower. So if we just look, because you just have to look. Why are they staring at me? And I just sort of think through what you're saying. <laughs> okay, I've just made it sound like. <laughs> Sorry, you didn't tweet we it didn't out. Think, so and I was like, oh. I was like, fuck! Was I just looking at me like? What you on street like, and so just so you know that's what it was my when my hearing makes me feel a little bit slower <laughs> no i mean you know, kind like, of like... you're you're nicer than the queen i know that for a fact <laughs> it's it, it's amazing to think that i've just become let's well, kill twitter's royal correspondent by virtue of being the only person yeah. to have watched the whole thing i mean obviously if if the sort of uh, when they took phil out of the running for you know racist member of the royals I mean, it would just be very convenient if it was Andrew, wouldn't it? I mean, talk about killing two birds with one stone. Well, that's a terrible question, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Uh, so I two for feel... one. Offer. Yes, definitely. But I, I, I know about you, but I feel like the crown is almost like what what, um, what a spitting image was back in the day for us. Like, for, I, I knew about Diana's bulimia. I knew about stuff that was going on in the royal family through that. And now I judge everybody in the royal family from the crown. Mm. I start the other way around. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, Prince, yeah, Prince Philip's actually nicer than what you all thought he was because he comes across nicer in the crown. And <laughs> the Queen has had a really tough job. And oh my God, they are really. It's really hard to live in that family. And even all these things now going into my thoughts, which weren't there before, based on the crown, a, a piece of fiction, effectively. But you know their actors are not puppets. Yeah, I know, but I just I just feel like that's how we're judging everybody now is through the prism of the characters that the, yeah, the way they portray themselves. My husband's watched it and he is yeah, he's much more interested in I mean obviously I'm only interested in who plays Princess Anne, my favourite of the of the Royals, but I wouldn't yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't even watch the ground really. I'm not that so I, I don't know whether to oh, really throw good. a spanner in the works here because I think I think the, it's important to have the light side of it. But is the what's the there is sadness here? But I, I was struck by this uh, thing I saw on Jeremy Vine. Yes, that's where I get all my news, and that's the only people I talk to every day. Um, and there was a guy who phoned in um, on uh, I think it was Thursday. I can't remember when it was actually. Called Neville, and he phoned in, and he basically said, "I can't play the clip because I think copyright-wise it'd be a bit naughty." Um, he basically said that Meghan had manipulated the three what he called woke issues, which were race, I'm sure, yeah, race, mental health and gender. 
and then basically you know pre-planned having this um, interview land on International Women's Day and he made he made a sort of case a sort of conspiracy theory case of which has been obviously quite a lot around Megan he tied everything together and, and he sort of plonked it there and it, it, I do I mean uh, you know I don't have a Piers Morgan moment but how well, you can't say because you haven't seen the interview have you I was going to ask how genuine you felt I, I watched it and I'll be honest I did find it I did find it quite genuine. I didn't find it as stagey and as forced as you might imagine it mm. might be because it was a bit of a Hollywood affair and, and so on and so forth. So in that in that respect, I can report back that actually it wasn't uncomfortable viewing in terms... It was uncomfortable in terms of the content of what Megan was saying and the ramifications of it, but it wasn't uncomfortable in terms of watching two people who you were trying to sort of you know, sell you a, sell you something, as it were. But mm. anyway, I'm the only one that saw okay, it. I'll so. kick that off. I'll kick that one off then. I'll um, tell you what, Julian, me... we'll, we'll, we'll get us all together when they, when they turn it into the crown. When, well, it, when, it, when, it, yeah. when the crown reaches this. That's the only we'll time you're going to watch it. But basically, you guys years. are not going to watch it until it's in the crown. <laughs> I just... uh, I'm going to be like, uh, I'm going to say to my kids, when they, oh, we, uh, you know, you know, the, you know, these, these, this, what you're seeing now is based on these real mingers and we had to watch them on the news. Thank God they turned it into the crown. <laughs> yeah, and so I'll be going, better. yeah, that table was far lower than they're depicting it now. <laughs> I'm looking forward to, it's a date, Sean, we'll, we'll do that. Sorry, that Sajan, you were going to go and... I, I was going to say, um, on the serious side of it, if you, okay, so if it is manipulated, I don't give a shit, actually, because they're three things that do need to be discussed um, and... You know, it doesn't take a rocket science to work out that it doesn't matter what what you know. Many times, like even comedians, if they're suffering from mental health, we're not supposed to because you know we're in comedy. You should be able to take it, you know. And so there's that kind of yes, they are privileged. Yes, you know they're royals and she's a Hollywood star, but that doesn't mean to say that their story is any less real. Doesn't mean to say that she suffered any less for that. And I kind of joked in our show, our our um, our, our uh, sorbet show. That for me it was very kind of similar to being married into an asian family like you know <laughs> like the mother-in-law is everything she's queen of the household you know this is actually the queen um and you know how she rules the roost the daughter-in-law is the outsider and if she's someone that she didn't approve of she's never going to let her son and her daughter-in-law be happy so that's a very kind of you see it in any bollywood drama that's on netflix now that's the kind of thing it plays out um, and it can make your life absolute hell um, of being one of those daughter-in-laws. But, you know, it's, so there is something, I think there is truth in this. I don't, whether it's set up, yes, it's on International Women's Day, it's on that week, but it also follows a whole year of where race relations have come to the forefront. And especially if you're a woman of colour, it makes mm -hmm. a huge, you know, it, 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 and it really did, even though I didn't watch the programme, it really affected me personally and I know other women of colour, and it's in a week, yes, if it is meant to be, you know, manipulated, I don't care, but in this week, it made a, a profound kind of impact, and it's things that if it opens up a conversation about even one of those things, mental health, um, you know, what were the three things, mental health, you know, um, race and gender, basically. Race, race yeah. and gender, yeah. Mm. Then that is the week to be for us to be discussing it. Um, so I, I don't think... I don't really give a shit about whether it's Oprah, they're rich, blah, blah, blah. I believe the story and I think 
I think is a great thing. I love the build up to it as well. I think that was really good that given us little teasers, you know, I think that made it a little bit more sort of Hollywood. So there's enough of Hollywood kind of entertainment, you're in lockdown, you've got anything else going on, we can do this, but also some serious stuff as well. So I thought it was a nice balance. Well, Lucy's picked up a tweet um, from about the um, William and Kate's PR. So that seems like quite a good place to, to go for the next one. Because uh, this story is just was kind of like today's story, really, wasn't it, I think? Mm. Yes, Dr Georgina Porter, no relation, uh, said, The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge seem decent enough people, but their PR advisors are awful. The cute children paying emotive tribute to Granny Diana on Mother's Day for the first time when the royal family is in a wobbly place comes across as cheap and cynical, even if it's not... And this had passed me by, I, again, you know, not, not having a huge interest. I didn't notice, but there's been some pictures released, apparently, of Christmas, uh, Mother's Day cards that um, the uh, Cambridge's children mm. have written to Princess Diana. I mean, it, yeah, I don't, it's a very, I mean, even getting, you know, I know how hard it was for my husband to get my children to make me a card <laughs> the idea of him trying to get without a pr department but exactly i mean you know the, the children are children and the idea of making a mother's day card for your dead grandmother it, yeah good luck good luck with getting my children to do that um yeah just a really you know bit of a weird one i mean i haven't really got anything to say about it but it is just this i mean i just feel awful for everybody involved because i think it is you know, I know I pay someone to do my tweets, right? I know I've been upfront about that. But when somebody is managing your your tiff with your brother, you know, and you're getting advice, and it just seems, you know, if you fall out with a member of your family, pick up the phone. Don't mm. consult your advisors. It's so mad. The whole thing is just so insane. Yeah, it's a little bit. It is a little bit odd. It's a bit creepy this I, you know. yeah it also i think it shows just like the, these these people this this the royals it's like they, they they cannot really ever be modern but they're so incapable of actually showing real emotion or showing real uh oh i mean it's like this is their idea of like well this will this will this will settle everything out we'll turn ourselves into like some enid blighton book <laughs> you know talk about granny diana on mummy's day and just like we'll wear a little bouquet and stuff it's um i don't know i guess that's probably the thing people like i get as i someone who did not see the interview but it seems like harry was at least showing some quite genuine emotion and there was actually some thought there was sort of an emotional depth to what he was saying which is sort of so unlike anything you get from the royals and there is that sort of, you know, everyone says the generational divide that people, you know, younger people watched the interview and were on Harry and Meghan's side and then older people watched it and, you know, felt the Queen had been horribly abused and, you know, it's just, it does feel like the royal family is a bit of an anachronism and it isn't, you know, it isn't easy to see it lasting in its present form. Um I just I've think just they should. The they need to make Andrew. Stuff. They need to make Andrew King. I just need. I just want to see it. I just want to know. Oh what no! That, what does this do to us? It's all right. I won't clip. I, I won't clip that. Uh, excerpt, Sean. Uh, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> but uh, I mean, as an uh, April Fool's, that would be 
if the Queen had a really wicked sense of humour, she'd be like, right, I'm going to pretend April the 1st that I've died and named Andrew. <laughs> Not only that, but I want the Royal Mint to immediately announce every coin and note. The photo is, is him in the club. Like, I just... <laughs> that's what I want. I just go... And they go, right, you've, you've turned on us, have you, Britain? Well, fuck you. Here you go. <laughs> Spend it at Pizza Express. You see, this is a sad thing that Meghan and Harry were supposed to be the sort of potential salvation of, you know, the modernity of, of the royal family. And, and actually, th short of, if they're not, it's not going to happen, but short of them coming back to the firm, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of bad news all the way at the moment. I mean, mm. I, have to say, I think it was a bit of a misstep for Meghan to call the royal family the firm, but it wasn't like the main thing that came from the interview. Although she'd done a Danny Dyer voice after she said it, I'm just like, <laughs> totally, like, totally convinced. But I don't know. I'm just uh, going to send you um, uh, one that I've seen that's actually quite funny if you want to just read that out. Tweet-wise? Uh, yeah, yeah, tweet-wise. I'm just sending it. It's quite funny, I thought. Ooh, right. So, was it Granny Diana? Remember how Grandpa and the meanies at the palace were horrid and told the papers to say mean things about you? Well, Papa is doing the same to Uncle Harry and Auntie Meg. I wish I could play with Cousin Archie, but Happy and Mummy says he looks funny and is not like us. And that's actually... Oh, right, it's a reply to... Uh, yeah, OK, so it's yes, actually yes, a reply yes, to their Twitter the account, yeah. which shows you... Can the, I... Which is the card in question, which is what I sent the link to, which hasn't opened up. See, damn it, eyesight and hearing, getting old. Uh, yeah, so the card, these are the cards. So people have commented how it's not her that's written it. Uh, it's not. It's not the kids that have written it, um, and <laughs> it's like, that's their biggest concern. Is that somebody's helped them with those cards? You know, it's, it's like who appointed you, class monitor, to say that these are written. Do you remember when Boris Johnson's kid had done a picture, and it was so clearly not that, that all the papers <laughs> made out that he'd done this incredible picture, little whatever Wilf or whatever his name is. Mm. Well, already. Yeah, it was a, anyway. It was just a very. But weird surely, story. surely the biggest, um, the biggest sort of arts, art scandal with Boris is the buses that he supposedly paints. I want to see those. But <laughs> yes. why is Keir Starmer not this. asked for evidence of those buses? <laughs> a question time. That would be like the most decisive thing. <laughs> yeah, apart from the vote this week, of course. But yeah, that's um, a brilliant idea, and you should actually. Yeah, I might tweet. Make I'll Keir tweet Starmer at him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm going to have to go in a minute because I've got to put the children to bed. I'm just going to warn you of that uh, real got, life. Yeah, and we are sort of, yeah, we're certainly, we're having too, we're having too much fun. That's the problem. This, this, this become... I know, I don't want to go. But, no, I, uh, I, I totally understand. I, right, well, I don't. I'm going to. Do you want to share, do you want to pick a tweet before, before, because obviously if you've got to go. That's a good let's, idea. Let's get your tweets um, sorted. Well, it was, it was Andy. The tweets that you picked and why you picked them. Oh, well, yeah, speaking of children, I could talk about Andy Parsons. Oh, did, God, that is Because brilliant. obviously yes, yes, yes. the other oh, big news of the week I for parents oh, we was go. that it was uh, children going back to school. Um, and Andy Parsons tweeted, oh, what a wave goodbye that was at the school gates this morning. Now checking today's timetable below. I've done the first two already and I'm very much looking forward to English. Hashtag back to school, hashtag back to bed. And... Uh, so basically the first two tasks were 9am subject music task of the day task walk around your home savoring the silence in each <laughs> room. 9 10am science challenge make a celebratory potion of your own design and consume enthusiastically um yeah and it was just everybody saying basically we are going to do nothing but sleep and get drunk 
after having been homeschooling our children, which is terrible because, you know, we I, I love my children to bits, but it was, yeah, it's just been a sort of difficult year and I have... I have at points thought I may as well have tried to teach my cats to play jazz clarinet as uh, try and instill any kind of knowledge in my two because it's been, um, yeah. That would make a brilliant Twitter video, I have to say. Although know, the dog it, owners just wouldn't go for it, would exactly, they? Exactly, exactly. There would be a, there'd be kickback on that. There'd be a backlash against... A, how, how have you found it for the homeschooling? We haven't had anyone talk about homeschooling. Um, how have you found it? Um, yeah, I mean, I have never had more admiration and respect for teachers in my life and I do <laughs> think teachers should be allowed to work drunk and uh, that should be immediately <laughs> the only way I could cope so uh, yeah no I mean it's been yeah not uh, I mean it's lovely spending time with the kids actually and once I gave up on homeschooling altogether and um, I you know I just had fun with it I taught them weird I taught them uh, Queen Victoria was Winston Churchill's drag name that's something they now believe to be a fact <laughs> that's kind of parenting making stuff up that's what I used to do yeah. make stuff up and then oh, they repeat great. it at school messing with their know, internal Wikipedia send those little truth bombs into uh, in school but yeah we watched the whole of the Marvel I'd never watched any of the Marvel movies so we watched all the Marvel movies in order and all the spin-off TV series and um and we're just doing star wars now so it's been it's educational i studied yeah. star wars at my degree so you know you? i think there you they're, they're, they're way behind, beyond their years <laughs> they are <laughs> well they're watching um they were watching the um first three uh one of the first three tonight so i was like oh that's yeah i'm, I'm not bothered about missing uh, you know, is there any other tweets you've got there that you'd like to share quickly i don't think i did or sean shout out because you know, um, it'd be good to just get one more in that you, you kind of feel passionately about that you bought and you thought, no, I haven't Well, I, done main, it. I mainly sent the kind of ones that I found really funny. I mean, the one up there, if you want to go up a, a couple, this ah. made me and my wife laugh so much. It made me us laugh so much. <laughs> I thought this was so Can funny. Can you read it to us for... Uh, guys, guys, Tinder bios be like 6'2", because apparently that matters. Boy, don't... <laughs> Boy, nobody give a fuck. You make me six too, my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> and that's um that's what I look for. Some people go on Twitter for arguments, some people go on to learn or to raise awareness, and I just go on for stuff like this. You know. That's the beauty of this of this great service. Exactly, and I think that's a nice that's, way to end. That's a so, very yeah, nice way yeah. to end, actually. Very yeah. nice to end. I so, agree. To, uh, to, uh, as you've noticed, that um, Julian has a different background here. So here's the thing, guys. If you are out there, oh, oh, actually, before we go, yeah, Karen, Karen has got yeah. Karen, 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 un, un, uncover yourself and show us the tweet that you want to share. If you're still there and haven't gone off to make the tea, and there you go. Hey. Hello, Karen. Yeah, what was your tweet? Hang on, you muted. Send it to us. Did you at us? I don't think. So. No, I don't think. Hiya. So. Hiya. Yeah, what's Hello. Hello, honoured guest. What was your tweet? <laughs> this time. Um, so, actually, you, you hit mine because I was going to hit the one about Granny Diana, but only because I'm so impressed. Um, lost, lost, we've lost sound. Can you not hear me? You yeah, can now, now yeah. Now, now, yeah. Mine was the Granny Diana tweet, but not because of what it was about it was the fact that charlotte's writing was better than mine yeah <laughs> well you know it's private education and you know being being the future queen or 
whatever she. Mm. <laughs> Well, I've better wrap up, really, hadn't yes. I? Um, yes. yes, thank you, so, Karen. Well, thanks very much, Karen, for being our honoured guest in the Zoom room. <laughs> Come on in, guys. It's fun. You can share your tweets. You can talk to our guests, etc., etc. But if you've been watching us on the stream, thank you also very much. Please follow us at LKT Zoom. And if you're feeling extremely generous, you could go to Buy Me A Coffee. Look at this high tech. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Let's Kill Twitter. That's buymeacoffee.com forward slash let's kill twitter and if we were having coffees and drinks what what drink would you have lucy porter i like the fact that it's let's kill it i love it when you can make different stuff out of the this is there's going to be some skill twitter that is uh <laughs> let's kill let's kill twitter yeah let's skill twitter um if we were having a beverage i am having a um, well, a, a gin and tonic mixed by my children, as I've taught them that that's a scientific experiment. <laughs> so. yes, exactly, I, I agree. That's that's a good school for the children to have uh, mm. when mommy comes home from work and pour me a drink and, and, and a gin and tonic. What about you, Sean? What would you be your drink of choice? Uh, anything and anything. I'll drink oil. <laughs> or... well, that's where it's I'll going. I'll drink lots of coffee, but I'll drink oil. I'll drink, you know, spit, whatever you whatever you got. Just got, to, just got to get to got to get to got to get to the summer. The guys, if you're out there listening and you enjoyed what you saw, do um, buy these guys lovely uh, a, a drink, preferably not one with spit in it. I think you want to probably like something else, but just give him the money instead. You know, he'll get his own drink. Um, but thank you so much, uh, Lucy Porter, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute uh, pleasure. I'll let you thank. Sean. Oh, and thank you, Sean. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I totally. I, it was such like having a chat in my front room. I mean, obviously that's where I am. But I sort of like, yeah, all my hosting duties have gone out the window because it was just, uh, it's sort of very chilled. Um, what That's nice. Yeah, and what are you up to? I mean, what what are you up to next? I mean, I know we've still got a bit of lockdown to go, but... Who, me? Yeah. Oh, don't forget, let's not, just forget to thank, thanks, Karen, for giving up your evening yes. and thank spending some time. I should tell you about Karen. Seattle after the show. Um... <laughs> the secrets of <laughs> yeah. Seattle, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yes. Um, but yeah, what, please promote anything you want to promote, guys. Um, well, you can listen to my comedy albums. My, I had one that just came out. It was Hail Mary, my most recent show that just was released as an album. They're on Spotify. Don't, don't buy them. Just stream them for free if you want. Um, and then that's it. And when the when the gigs start back, come and see me, please. Yeah. Because there's a lot of money to make up. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes um, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody and uh, you guys when we get together for the crown. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> do you think yeah, yes. they'll have done it by caught up by then? Season ten. Please do follow so our good. guests. Yeah, totally. please follow our guests. Please it's uh, at Sean McLaughlin, S E A N, and then M C L O U G H L I N, and of course at Lucy Porter Comic, L U C Y P O R T E R, and then Comic. And that won't be Lucy Porter, that will be her hired, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, star. Uh, show what off. You like star. <laughs> <laughs> they like something interesting in the DMs, so it's fine. Do they pass you on, like ones that, that they, they think you might like? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I do, you know, I, I do get messages and I do respond to them, but I just feel slightly grand. But um, I have also just subscribed to the uh, Bible podcast, Sean. So I'm looking forward to listening to that tonight. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's perfect for, for sending you to sleep. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> and Lucy, are you doing anything in lockdown that we should know about that we should go no. and see you watch here? No. 
no no just 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 <laughs> you're just free from they've gone to school you're happy now yeah just leave me alone to to drink and sleep thank you well, thank you so much for both of you uh, to, uh, for joining us. It's been really, really lovely to see you both. It seems like a long, long time ago since I saw you last and hope to see you again in, in the future, in, in the real world. And thank you out there for joining us. And very Brilliant. quickly to our streamers as well, um, so we get everything out of the way before you leave. If Guys, thanks for watching Good on night. the streams. Please join us next Sunday for our sorbet, LKT sorbet. Half an hour catch up on that. And then our next uh, show with guests is March the Sunday, March the 28th at 8pm. And we will have Steve N. Allen and also Sindhu V. So that's a great lineup too. Lovely. Please join us then. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. So there you have it. That was the Meghan and Harry special edition. Let's face it. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you'd like to support us, you can go to Buy Me A Coffee's website, buymeacoffee.com, and look for the Let's Kill Twitter page and make a donation. Either way, we'd like to be in your ears again very soon. You can even watch us if you want to. Go to our website, letskilltwitter.com, then go to previous shows and you'll see audio recordings and video recordings as links connecting you to our YouTube page. Anyway, that's quite enough for me for now, but catch you again next time.